Welcome to the Peep This Podcast. No clue what episode number it is, but... We don't count. This is, this is like, uh... What was that show that, like, like where the scores don't count and, uh, Oh, it's Whose Line Is It Anyway? Never, yeah, right, Whose Line Is go. It? Make It Up On The Spot Improv. Yeah. Uh, I'm EJ, though. This is episode 400. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm Mike. With Mike. Mike, did you watch the VMAs yesterday? No. Video Music Awards, the event of the year. Nah. They got rid of uh, gender exclusive categories, so now That's everyone, nice. everyone can be artist of the year. Good for them. And they also have a. Uh, can I be honest? I haven't seen the VMA since I was like eleven years old, and I thought they were fucking dumb then, because they, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I was one of those kids that enjoyed good music videos. Shout out to Britney. Shout out to Toxic. James Con. Genius. Joseph Kahn. Joseph Kahn. Come on. Put some Joseph, res- same apostle. No, put... Who Ooh. also did T. Swizzy's new video, too. They Haven't always work it. together. Haven't seen it. I was looking at his Wikipedia. Haven't listened to the song. I heard the song's trash. Not a lot of people like it. Yeah, so I was like, well, I'm it not all sounds the same I'll hear it at some point. We can't be starting the show with T. Swift hate. You know how many fans she has? I like T. Swift. You know this. I do know this. I like... I. I I don't like all of her stuff, but I'm, I'm a fan of some, like, 20 songs. Loser. Yeah, you can say that. I'm, I'm not no. sensitive. <laughs> also, no. I had to mention, they have a sticking it to the man award. <laughs> That's I fucking knew, garbage. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. Like, like, like the, the funniest fucking part about this is, like, MTV's part of Viacom, which is owned by fucking CBS. They are part of one of, like, the largest fucking corporations <laughs> in the world. There is no, in no universe is MTV a part of sticking it to the fucking man. Hey, my boy, uh, Uzi Vert got some stage time, though. That's all I care about. Good for Uzi Vert. Like, I With like Ed Sheeran. A.K.A. Conor McGregor. <laughs> I can't believe that Ed Sheeran fought, fought Floyd Mayweather. I know. Very, very brave of him. He literally seems like a nice guy. No, he doesn't. Ever since he got <laughs> trashed on Game of Thrones, he's angry now. Yeah, people were a little bit too savage on that. There's there's other things to be way more upset right. than, than Ed Sheeran sitting in the background of the scene. Oh. We can talk about that later, though. Hint, we are hint. going to. Spoiler warning, we're talking Game of Thrones today. All fucking details. Re- real Game of Thrones hours at the end. I saw a lot of people complaining about spoilers, and I'm like, dude, you gotta keep up. It's 2017. There you are gotta no watch spoilers. It. Watch it when it comes out. Yeah. Drop everything. Right. This is this is also like unless your house is flooded in Houston. Yeah, uh, Houston's a cool place. I've been there before. I, I like Houston. I've never been there, but it sounds cool. It it is a cool place. Uh, a lot of a lot of good food. A lot of good beer. Um, can't mm. beat that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's move off of depressing subjects. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about what we're watching. Bum bum bum. Well, that's not ominous, but I don't know. Uh, first of which. New show, well, not new show, not new. first season, first season, but newly on Netflix, newly yep. released. Yep. Uh, the Good Place, which is a show created by Mike Schur. Yes, who uh, is co-creator of Parks and Rec. Never or, heard of it. Yeah, I know. No. Very little, very little known right. show. Moe's um, on The Office. Yep, Moe's on The Office. One of the chief writers for the first couple seasons of The Office before Parks started. One of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote one of my favorite episodes of The Office. Um... The one where Michael drives his car into the fucking lake. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, yeah. He's got a new show on NBC, yeah. The Good Place. Stars Kristen Bell. Bell Ted Danson. Um, 
I don't know, know the rest of the names of any of the other people who star on the show, but they're very good. All the actors are very good. I will say right. that's the biggest strength of the show. And the writers, though. And the writers, yeah. We got Joe Mandy's are in some episodes. Yeah, these Alan guys, Yang from Master of None. Megan Amram. Yeah. Are these guys staff writers, or they're just coming staff out? Staff writers. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's a, you know, it's a very different show than anything that Mike Scher has done before. Yeah, um, for sure. Just to say the premise, uh, Kristen Bell plays a woman named Eleanor Shellstrop who has died and has gone to, quote-unquote, the good place for all the good deeds that she did in life. Which is supposed to be, like, all-encompassing religion. Right, right. It's more of, like, a philosophical heaven than it is a, a like, religious heaven. Right. Um, and Kristen Bell, like, is actually not someone who belongs there. Is what we find right. out very quickly. She's actually a she, bad she's person. There, she, yeah, she's a bad person who's there by mistake. And uh, her assigned soulmate, Chidi, um, is helping her to become a better person. Right. Uh, and as someone who's seen Michael Schur's biggest works, do you think this is up there with those other ones? Or potentially up there? Um, I don't think it's as funny as his other stuff, but I think it's way better written. Okay. If like it's it's a better it's an actually better story and the characters are incredibly consistent yep. and like the tone is maintained like right. as a feat of writing like not not like as a feat of joke writing but as a feat of like comedy storytelling it's right. inc- really impressive. Yeah, the show is on NBC national <coughs> television. Really big ideas they're playing around with here. I was kind of impressed with how original a lot. the uh, yeah premises. I mean, yeah, and like you know, like like one of the later episodes, like directly is about utilitarianism and stuff like that, which is uh, something that most people, unless they uh, want to a institution that makes you take ethics, um, <laughs> is not something that uh, you know that much about. Um, it's a it's an interesting show that clearly allows Mike Schur and his writers to really go anywhere with their imaginations, which I think right. is the best thing about it. Yeah. Ted Danson is great. He's great. Always great. One of the greatest TV... Maybe maybe the greatest TV actor, comedy actor of all time. Cheers? Cheers. Um, it's not like... Uh, what is the show on HBO that I really like with him? Bored to Death. Bored to Death with Zach Galifianakis and... And uh, Jason Schwartzman. Hilarious that's a good show. show. Yeah. yeah. Love that show. Um, then also, uh, I mean, what was that show that he was on in the 90s? He had a, he had a sitcom in the 90s. I'm, I'm for... Was it the spinoff of Cheers? Or... No. Becker's, right? Becker, it's yeah. Becker, yeah. On CBS. Yeah, like, like he's Ted Dan- he's Ted fucking Danson, like, and that's part of the cool thing of he, he, Ted Danson kind of plays, like, the architect of the good place. Like, I wouldn't call him God, he's more right. like the boss. Um, and he is a... He's an interesting guy on the show, and it's right. uh, there's a I won't spoil it, but the end of the show is an amazing twist. Yeah, I think it's only thirteen episodes too. Thirteen episodes, and it's very tightly pl- plotted. Like mm-hmm. every episode leads into the next episode, which leads into the next one. This isn't right. like there's no, no like nothing's out of place on this show. Right. Okay. Uh, so that is the good place. It is on Netflix, season one streaming. Check it out if you like Parks, The Office. You like comedy. Right. Kristen Bell actually is good. She's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Veronica Mars. Love Veronica Mars. What a good detective show. I got another show that I just got to give a shout out because it continues to be good. And that is You're the Worst, which is a show on FXX. Little 
little fun, uh, little fun movie, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood insider stuff. Yeah. You know who I met at the grocery store the other day? The, the, the lead actor of the Jimmy show, Your Doors. I met Jimmy Shive Overly. Oh, okay. Chris Greer. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, at my grocery store, I saw the guy that plays video games with Conan. Wow, show. that's so cool. <laughs> uh, actually, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um, no, uh, you're the worst. Is great. I think yes. that's. Uh, we should say we live in Los Angeles, closer to the east side of Los. This Angeles. is a, yeah. This is pretty much set in places that we yeah. inhabit. So, yeah. like, take that with a grain of salt. If you if you don't like shows about LA people doing LA things, then this probably isn't going to be for you. But if you're yeah. someone who can at least tolerate that kind of stuff or likes yeah. that kind of stuff, it's a great show. It's a really good spin on the rom-com, especially because they target some heavy issues. We're talking right. really bad depression. We're talking PTSD. Talking losing parents. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's not a, you know, it's like un- unhappy marriages. Like, it's not yeah. a not a light all like the show. characters are not happy. It, yeah, no, no, they're not. And they're all... They, I mean, the, the the title of the show is accurate. These are some pretty <laughs> fucking awful, miserable people. Yeah. Um, especially the two lead characters, Jimmy and Gretchen, are especially, like, mean and miserable people. Right. But you still have um, a good time hanging they're out still, with They're still smart and they're still funny. That's yeah. what the show... The show never... For, it, it, the show I would actually compare it to in terms of, like, how, like the characters being so awful yet still maintaining our interest it's like always sunny in that way right uh not in the not in the terms of the style of comedy that it does but in terms of it never loses like the fact that these are really entertaining people that you want to spend time with yeah like which is like i mean it becomes a problem with the tv show the characters are just so fucking awful that you don't want to spend any more time with them right it's not like that on this which is good yeah um but Three seasons are out. I think season four premieres either last week or this week. I think it premieres in September. Mm, I thought it was September. It's September 6th. September 6th. Today is the 28th yeah. of August. Alright, Mr. Dates, gosh. Hey man, some of us have to pay rent. True. So. Uh, you're the worst though is good. It's not the worst. No, definitely it's... not. It's definitely one of the best. Yeah. Hey oh. <laughs> Uh, check that out. That is not streaming anything good, though, I think. Is it on... It's on, uh, it's Hulu? on Hulu. It's, on, it's Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, all three seasons are on Hulu. Which is cool. Yes. So you got Hulu. Yeah, if you got Hulu. Which I do. EJ doesn't. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> Failing. Sad. Um, Let's do some movie news. That's cool. Our, you're, yeah, we agreed <clears throat> to talk about movie news, so let's do it. Um... I gotta bring up this quote that was said by Mr. James Gunn, who directed both both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Okay. This I is, don't know this quote. When he was talking on Facebook Live, this is an answer on Facebook Live. Okay, okay, well, but like, like it's actually sort like he actually said it, so like he actually said it. All right, good to know, good to know. Hard uh, source. When talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which All right. is supposed to be happening after the next two Avengers movies. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. He's quoted as saying, we're going to be setting up new characters, it will be the last movie of this version of Guardians of the Galaxy, it will help to set up the next 10, 20 years of Marvel movies. Mike, in 20 years, are you going to say that you saw every Marvel movie? No. This is a threat. This is, this is not good. This is bad. This is bad, folks. 
You don't plot yeah. for fucking movies that are coming out 20 years in the future and make independent... Because you know what? People could die before they see... Like, seriously, like, that's like... Like, we're getting into, like, like you're delaying gratification so long that, like, all I wanted to say is fuck you. Just to put it in context, we're coming up on, like, the Avengers movie that's supposed to wrap up the last decade. The last 10 years Marvel movies. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, all the big hitters. In 20 years, like, who are these characters that we're going to be making movies of? It's going to be Iron Man 7? Yeah, maybe. It won't be Robert oh. Downey Jr., but okay. yeah. Of course not, no. Uh, there will be a new Tony Stark. It'll be, uh, like, young Sheldon. <laughs> um, no, uh, I mean, who wants to fucking, like... Like, okay, like... I, I think, you know, if you listen to the show or you know me, you know, I'm I'm kind of sick of this superhero bullshit at this point. Like, yeah, like the, these aren't like, we'll get into it later, but this isn't yeah. fucking Game of Thrones. I don't care about these <laughs> characters at all. It's not as interesting. No, but, yeah. like, like this is like, like fundamentally, I don't give two flying fucks about yeah. like what happens to the Marvel universe and whether this, this like, like stupid cinematic universes saved or anything like that like i would i just want entertaining movies that have endings and don't require me to watch 12 other movies is that really too much to ask no like, but it's if you're thinking of it i think how marvel's approaching this no i understand makes their money well yeah because people feel the need to see all this bullshit <laughs> but like when you're like, like it's gonna set up the next 20 years of movies I honestly think that's a quote that makes people go, go, yikes, I'm not. At I'm least out. it makes me. Which is what like, are our favorite quotes, though. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Tapping out. You're out of Marvel? No, I'm not out on no. Marvel, but I'm going to pick it. Like, I've come to the place where I'm not going to see them all. I'm done. I'm done seeing them. Right. Especially if you're going to have, like, three Well, I'm not going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, because I don't like Ant-Man. I'm not a big enough Paul Rudd fan or Evangeline Lilly fan, and I didn't like the first Ant-Man. I watch everything Evangeline Lilly is in. It's <laughs> not that much. <laughs> Shot. But uh, not really. Uh, it's okay, Kate. Um, yeah. But uh, you're fine. Uh, no, no, I know what you mean, though. I think... It's just like, like these things aren't that, like, they're not that good to like to like, to like like build your life around seeing all these, like... Yeah. Successive superhero movies. Like, I'm definitely going to see Black Panther. I'm going to see The Avengers. But, like, what else is coming? Like, they're talking about setting up Nova, who is No, a, I'm not going to see that. I don't know who Nova character is. in the Marvel Universe. May, like, get, maybe, get, maybe get an actor who I, who I care about. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe yeah, what they uh, give the keys to a cool filmmaker, a young filmmaker right. who takes well, the Well, yeah, and that, that's always the, that's the caveat. Right. Is that that you know if you it's like Black Panther I don't know anything about Black Panther the comic book character I'm not really like I've never read any Black Panther stuff yeah. but I love Ryan Coogler's first two movies I I like Chadwick Boseman as an actor I like Michael B Jordan I like Lupita Nyong'o right. I'm in it's simple right there those are actors who I care about and a director who I think makes good films yeah uh, so like why wouldn't I trust them but like I hate to pick on it but I'm not gonna see Ant Man and the Wasp. Like, just talking about movies being set up for 20 years is kind of gross. Yeah. I don't care what the property well, is. I, I think that the problem is is that uh, we like to think of these things as being like art and not being commerce all the time, right? Yeah. And like the problem with Marvel and DC and this stuff is that it's such a naked fucking money grab. Like, 
Like, at least, like, Marvel seems to care about doing it right. But, like, you can't say that DC gives <laughs> two shits about, like, how, like, it's, Obviously like, how... Obviously haven't seen Suicide Squad, the greatest film of 2016. I like Suicide Squad. You know this. There's an episode where we talked about it. I how believe. great it was? Yeah. I Sure. Um, <laughs> it's still one of the most racist movies I've ever seen. It's amazing. It came out in the year of our Lord, 2016. <laughs> The best year in human history. Yeah, we nothing got, bad happened that year. No, nope, nothing it's bad nothing. happened. Nope, we got President Big Brain. Um. <laughs> Anyways, we're not into twenty years Marvel. No, I'm not. I'm not into five next like like five years Marvel. Like, like, stop this, stop this yeah. madness. You're not Star Wars. <laughs> like I don't like 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 I should state like. I would I would hate it if Star Wars announced that they had the next twenty years of movies planned out because it yeah. means that you're not following any type of intuition. You're following a fucking get, guideline. Get ready for that announcement. That's coming. Oh, soon. I know it is. It is. Um, I think we got our point across on this stuff. Yeah. Not into yeah. It. Yeah. No, really quickly, Mike. It. Let me hear your takes on new Joker movies. <laughs> I too tweeted, twisted. I too out, twisted. If Leto's in, I'm in. No, Leto is it. I'm too scared, man. Leto is too real. Leto is, Leto is, Leto is like, what if the Joker was just a shitty gangster from Glendale, California? And that is the most scary thing anyone's ever thought of. Um, and it was also the lead singer of 30 Seconds of Mars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and was also like, like Johnny Depp, a 45 year old man who dresses like he's 20. Um, he looks like he's 20, but he is He's still 45. That's gross. He's 45? He's 45. <laughs> Um, he looks like he's like 31 right, tops. Right. Yeah, he's, he's 45. Okay. Um, so, so noted, like, like, like this, like, like fucking gritty Joker that Martin Scorsese's producing, which means right. nothing. Like, right. Martin Scorsese producing it means that Martin Scorsese's name's gonna be on it and he might have a say in casting. They're saying Todd Phillips who directed The Hangover. Old School and The Hangover. Which are funny movies. And Which I have a good time with those movies. Yeah. I don't know how we would do about a Joker movie. A gritty Joker movie. This is the stupidest fucking idea. Like, because, yeah. like, literally what's interesting about the Joker is that we don't know that much about his past or about, like, like what makes him, like, what necessarily motivates him at the core of him. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why Christopher Nolan can do his version. That's why Jack Nicholson's version can exist. It's just, this is dumb. Jeez, I'm being real negative today. I think everyone knows we're negative on everything, really. Unless it blows us away. I'm not, I, I feel like I'm not a negative person, but like, <laughs> like, like, the, like movies and like, 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 cause most of it's shit. Like, no lie. Yeah. <sighs> Just, no more comic books. Okay, we're done with comic books. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess a little bit. Let's but. get some shout outs to the movies coming up next month. Yes. First of which. It is that how you say it? That is how you say it. No, we're talking about <laughs> it. We're talking about it. Uh, the it. adaptation of Stephen King's epic novel. Um, first half adaptation of it. How do you say um, this director's name? Andy Muschietti. Um, I don't know. Uh, but we'll go with that. Andy Muschietti, who uh, directed Mother, uh, or was it Mama? I forget. Mama. The name. Mama. He directed Mama. Yeah, right. Mama. Uh, yeah. Sorry, just was looking at the outline. <laughs> um, preview. Uh, it's co-written by Kerry Fukunaga, who was originally supposed to I direct it. I was just going to say, this, the trailers have been great for this. It looks awesome. Do you think Kerry Fukunaga, like, a lot of that is from him? 
Like no, I don't of, think... I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, because, like... Made just the strips. Andy, Andy Machete is a good director. Okay. Uh, Mama was a good horror movie. From right. everything I, I've heard. I haven't seen it, but everyone says it's pretty good. Right, yeah. Um, you know, like, 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 you know, like, so, like, the idea to, like, split the book in half is... I'm into that. Yeah, it's, it's hugely important because it is a 900-page book. So, right. like... You know, two movies actually gives it time to breathe. What do you call the second one? It's still it. It's it part two. It part two. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. It two like it two sounds terrible, but it part two makes it most sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and you know the 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 story of it, if you don't know it, um, is, uh, seven children in Derry, Maine, um, become. become aware of an ancient evil that is terrorizing their town and killing other children right and the story is split between in the book is between the 1950s and the 1980s which would be stephen king's childhood to when he was writing it right right. uh for the film they've updated it to be 1980s to now is how they're gonna oh so the kids are in the 1980s yes right so you know and that that makes it i mean it keeps the same time frame and you can keep the same kind of stuff going Um, the lot of the buzz that I've heard is that it's a pretty good coming of age movie well, in a horror it film. Is, it is mostly, like I'll say, like the book, it is a pay on to childhood. It is a remembrance and in, incredibly nostalgic look at childhood. Yeah. Um, really like the, 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 the closest parallel in terms of how King, but it's also about like the horrors of childhood. And not just, like, Pennywise the Clown and It, this interdimensional evil that that they're battling, but also, like, just, like, school bullies, parental negligence and cruelty. Mm -hmm. Like, just the things of childhood. Um, It's it's my favorite Stephen King book. Um, I I think it's a great book. It's it's got some parts that are rough, but uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Stephen King's, I mean, I guess The Dark Tower wasn't a good movie, but Stephen King properties are coming out this year. Well, Stephen King is one of the great American writers, and it's, especially the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, it's it's nice to see, because there was, there, there's of course a whole bunch of Stephen King adaptations from the 80s. Um, oh, yeah. Like Christine, and, Car- well, that's 70s, but Carrie... Um, and just so many of them. Yeah. And it's just nice to see, you know, them coming back. Yeah. Especially um, if it's a new take. Like, this is going to be way different than the miniseries, miniseries. from the 90s. Yeah. With yeah. Tim Curry. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. But yeah. that's coming out in like, what? A week? Two weeks? September 9th. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to make a lot of money. Hopefully. Because um, I would like to see a second one. So. Right. Also coming out. In September, Kingsman the Golden Circle, which is, I feel like I've been complaining all summer, why isn't this a summer movie? Might not have been finished, man. That's. I mean, I don't know things, but good planning by the studio, they should have made this a summer movie. Even if they had to push it to next year. I don't know, why would you push it? Also, September, like, why not? Like, I I don't know. The first movie wasn't like a monster hit, it's not like it's, it was like, like, shit, the first movie came out in like March. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I, I kind of think it's a good end of summer tea, like cleanser in some ways. Cause this is the sequel to 2014's Kingsman the Secret Service. No. No. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, though, I'm pretty big fans of his. I think, yeah, he's good. 
Yeah. Uh, big fan of Lair Cake, his first movie, with Daniel Craig. D. Craig? Oh, Lair yeah. Cake, yeah. I yeah, do Lair Cake's like, great. I do like Lair Cake. Yeah. Uh, and Stardust. Uh, <laughs> I know you like Stardust. Love time. Stardust. Stardust is the closest thing that we've ever gotten to another Princess Bride movie, so... Um, the trailer to this new one, though, looks pretty cool. Looks fun. So... This is, this is, the, the Kingsman, the first Kingsman was tons of fun. Right. If you haven't seen it, check that one out. If you're yeah, it's, it's available everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's an action movie du jour. Like, just, yep. just totally batshit insane. And that's what I'm looking forward to from the, this next one. Right. Uh, you know, uh, adding Channing Tatum, Julianne Moore, uh... Pedro Pascal, my boy, yeah. dude. Oberyn Martell, man. Yeah. The Red Viper of Dorne. I'm, I'm happy that he's got this and Narcos going for him. My man, my man got his head crushed and walked away good. Elton John is credited in the cast right now. Cool. I'm down. Why not? This uh, is Michael Gambon. Oh yeah. Kingsman awesome. comes out September 20th. Alright, cool. We'll be there. Will you? And then finally we got one more too. Yeah. Mother... With an exclamation point. Yeah. That's it's part of the time. Mother! <laughs> mother. Uh, yeah, Darren Aronofsky's new film. Yeah. If you're familiar with Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, yeah. Noah. Noah. Real Noah heads out there. Uh, <laughs> real motherfucking Noah hours. Noah is dope, listeners. Um, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It is a great time at the movies. But yeah, this is... Uh, a movie that we know very little about, right? The, the, I mean, there's the, one trailer. Right, the plot, synops- the plot synopsis of the movie is like a sentence long. <laughs> this is literally the, what we have for it. A young woman, Jennifer Lawrence, tranquil life with her husband, Javier Bardem, at their remote country home, is challenged by a mysterious couple, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, who arrive and lodge with them. That is all we know. The trailer is a lot of Jennifer Lawrence freaking out and Ed yeah. Harris... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Javier Bardem looking at her creepily. And, like... Yeah. It, so, it, I mean, the, so, like, this movie, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen that, the poster, one of the other posters for it, not the one on the Wikipedia, but uh, there's one of, like, Jennifer Lawrence's face superimposed with, like, a like a shadowy version of her face behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, looks exactly like the Rosemary's Babies poster. Yeah. Which... I mean, it's really unfucking subtle, but uh, <laughs> good on that because uh, I like I like Rosemary's Baby, and I think this is gonna be a good good film. Looks creepy. It's playing at the Venice Film Festival. Sure, we're gonna see it in Oscar season. Yeah, a couple noms. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's a little genre genre for the Oscars. Solid to Black Swan. Yeah, but like Black Swan, like also had like a high art pretense with. With ballet and stuff like that. I know the Academy loves J Lo, so I'm trying. I'm locking her in. J Lo. I call her J Lo. <laughs> the, the Academy, in fact, does not love Jennifer Lopez. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, Jen- come on. If, if anything's a lock, it's fucking Jennifer Lawrence getting like a Golden Globe nomination for a movie, <laughs> even if it's not good, like Joy. Right. Uh, Mother comes up September fifteenth, though. I'm guessing limited. Uh, yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's next? Uh, why don't we get into our reviews? Alright. First of which, we saw a movie last week. Yes, we did. Um, in the theaters. Movie called Logan Lucky. 
Yep. Uh, directed by the Steven Soderbergh in a return to film. Yes, from his brief retirement. Retirement. I think he's been What retired. are the most popular Soderbergh movies? Popular or best? Popular that people would know. Uh, most popular ones would be the Oceans movies. Yep. Um, uh, Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, which Traffic. came out in the same year. Yeah, he directed two movies in the right. same year. I like Traffic a lot. Uh, out of and Sight. Like, and I like... Um, out of sight is probably his best movie. Right. Uh, with George Clooney and Jennifer Lawrence. No, it's not. No, Sex Lies of Videotapes. Okay, from yeah, he's. It's like his first like studio big one, right? No. <laughs> uh, he's he's made more movies. He's made a lot. Of no, movies. I mean it's it's like it was his like outcoming party. Yeah, it was. It was like his like first like non like. Let's just not get into Steven Soderbergh's career right now. Yeah, that's, that, that's a, a whole lot of people see Magic Mike though. He did. Magic oh yeah, Magic Mike, uh, which is a good movie. Yeah, um, Steven Soderbergh, Haywire is tons of fun. Um, Contagion, the when, uh, yeah, the Contagion, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Yeah, yes. I seen the founder of Goop get her brain scooped out. <laughs> uh, that was dope. Um, yeah, but this movie is way more in the Ocean's Eleven vein like the traffic vein of soda it's a heist movie it's a heist yeah. movie yep it's a hillbilly heist movie hillbilly heist movie that's right yeah. based on true story or no no okay. no not at all um <laughs> it'd be funny if it was right but uh yeah uh directed by steven soderbergh written by a mystery woman rebecca blunt no one knows who right. she is or we should say soderbergh uses pseudonyms yeah. but you say he, he said says that, it is not, that it's not him yeah Right, like uh, like Steven Soderbergh edits his uh, shoots his movies under the name uh, Peter Pete Andrews. Right. Okay. Uh, and edits his movies under the name Mary Ann Barnard or Bernard Bernard, I think. Right. So again, it's a movie directed, edited, and and shot by Steven Soderbergh. Cast is packed. Big names: Channing Tatum, she Adam did. Driver, Seth MacFarlane, Katie Holmes, Katie Holmes. Hilary Swank, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig in his most fun role in years. Love Daniel Craig in this. He's great in it. Uh, here's, so here's something that I want to just give shouts out to real quick. Is to Adam J- Driver and Channing Tatum for playing convincing brothers. For two dudes <laughs> who don't look anything like each other. No, not at all. They really played like... They're, the way they played off each other, the way they carried themselves. Right, like, yeah. Also, it doesn't hurt that they're the two tallest people in the movie. Like, by far and away. Yeah. Change like, isn't that tall, though. Isn't he a shorter guy? I think he's, like, six feet tall. I don't think okay. he's short. Yeah, yeah. He's not uh, short, but he's not no, like no, crazy he t- tall. He, well, both of them tower over Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really funny to see, like, how little Daniel Craig is. Um, yeah. He's got a little got a little yeah. Kit Harrington problem happening there. You you know who I forgot to mention this after we watched it? Sebastian Stan Hilarious. cracked me up in this. Hilarious. Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier. shows up for... 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Maybe less? And is the funniest fucking thing in this movie. <laughs> the, there's a scene of him talking about his body. That is yeah. one of the funniest things I've seen in movies. Right. Um, just the whole movie's a crack up from beginning to end. Yeah. And it, ha- But it also has what all Soderbergh movies have. is a real like heart for their characters. Like, Soderbergh is accused sometimes of being very like procedural and clinical because he likes his movies are clean and yeah. precise, and they're edited neatly, they're shot neatly. Like like, f- there's never a like 
there's never a frame out of place in the Soderbergh movie. Excellent um, editing throughout. Well, he's a great editor, man. Yeah. Like, he might be a better editor than he is anything else. He also always has really fucking good music. Great music. Like, good song choice, but also score, too. Yep. Yep. Check it out. Um, yeah. Hasn't made a ton of money. It's a small-time movie, though. Well, but it's also... It's also... A re- he's releasing it himself. Oh, he didn't do a distributor? No, wow. No. He's, he, is the, he is the distributor of the movie. So this That's is, pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, like... Well, because they haven't released it to a ton of theaters yet. So... Mm. It's, Maybe we're spoiled here in LA then, I guess. We are, but it's not... Well, it's out It's out across the country, but it's not out in every theater. Right, right. It's like... Out it's on a ton of screens. It's like on 2,500 screens, which right. is a lot, but not that... Well, like, so, like, when, like, an Avengers movie comes out, it comes out in, like, 15,000 <laughs> screens, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, this is... This is... Yeah, but it's... So, it's a, it's a gamble, and it, it... I don't know, it seems to be paying off a bit, but, uh... Yeah. You know, it's it's a ton of fun. Ton of fun. Really funny. Yeah. Good time in the movies. Great time. Yeah, I mean, we should also give shout-outs to maybe... One of the things that, like, also is fun about Logan Lucky is there's definitely a movie of 2017. Yeah. And, I mean, the best way to say it is that, like, I won't spoil it, but there is an elaborate Game of Thrones joke. Yeah. Everyone in our audience loved it, though. Love it was the it was the joke that brought down the house. Like yeah, yeah. I haven't seen an audience laugh that much at a single joke about a piece of pop culture. Right. Which kind of just shows to go what our final subject is. Uh, yeah. It goes to show that I am always right and have never been wrong. <laughs> That's the mic guarantee. Well, EJ knows this, but I'm, I'm gonna lay this out there for you for you, you listeners. I've known about Game of Thrones longer than any of you have. Um, Mike is the biggest Game of Thrones hipster. Just let everyone know. Yes, I I, st- I first read a Game of Thrones when I was 13 or 14 years old. I can actually remember waiting for A Feast for Crows yeah. to come out. That only took six months. Then I waited seven years for another book to come out. Ouch. And then I've waited another fucking six for another right. book. So, like... Like, this is a story that, that is... And I'll just, like, I'll be honest right, right. here... It means more to me than any story that I've ever read or seen. Right. So. And it's gotta suck to just have terrible writing now. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. It, it really hurts. Um, that was harsh, though. Just the jokes. That's harsh. I gotta get yeah. my jokes in. Yeah, well, uh, did you see Rick and Morty had a, their, their final title card yeah. at the end of the show said R.I.P. Game of Thrones yeah. writing 2011. But they came out and said it wasn't there. That was all Adult Swim, they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was still hilarious. Yeah, it was still funny. Um, but we're gonna be talking about Game of Thrones, if you have figured Yeah, out. yeah, we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones wrapped up season seven. Is it a season? This is This is my take. Seven episodes, a lot longer Longer. than the full hour. Yeah, but, uh, well, no, one of them is a lot shorter than a full hour. Episode four is 47 Mm. minutes long. Oh, okay. Uh, and most of them are still under an hour. Um, most of them are There was at least two this season, though. Two of them are much longer. The season premiere and the season finale are both very long. Um, and a lot of them come in around the hour mark, but... Which is longer than the standard length of the of the the series usually yeah. operated around fifty seven minutes, yeah. fifty five to fifty seven. And what was this finale? It was like one ten, one fifteen. Uh, it was one ten. Yeah. And I think they said they're going to use that as a model for the next season. Especially. Yes. So yeah, it looks like in the, the next season, like it, the rumor is, is that the series finale is probably going to be two hours. 
Which it should be. It should be. This is Game yeah. of Thrones we're talking about. This isn't, this isn't just any other TV show. Yeah. Um, this isn't Ballers. No, Ballers deserves to have three hour long episodes every week. Right. To explain how balling is hard. Yeah. Um, we need to start up that Ballers uh, wrap up show, you know? We do, we do. After the balls. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, so, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's fair to say the consensus on this show is, well, uh, this season... Is that while it delivered some amazing highs, sure, it also was confusingly plotted. Uh, character motivations weren't were hard to discern. There was some dumb parts, and there was there was there are two dumb there are two yeah. dumb things that I think really held back the season. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, this is all it. spoilers. Yeah, um, one is I think the one that comes down to just logic. And story logic is John and Co's plan to kidnap a white to convince Cersei. I think Tyrion. Tyrion came up Tyrion, with a plan. Right, Tyrion came up with a plan, but John did it. Yes. Um, yes. John's the one who's like, "This is a great idea, yes. Tyrion. You're such a genius, uh, Tyrion. You're such a genius. Literally, like, and we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into like the, the problems happening. Right. But uh, this is a dumb plan. They don't need to convince Cersei Lannister. They should just fucking kill her. Um, that is what the Game of Thrones, the world has set up what they would do. Um, that they would, that they would hire, they would literally, someone on this show is a master assassin who could get into any room in the world. (laughs) Who could put a face face of anyone on her, on herself (laughs) and go end your war. Like that. Sorry that I had to clap, but I did. Um, earmuffs there, (laughs) listeners. Um, but, uh, what's... (coughs) What's happening? And then, and then the other one I, I think is obvious is the Winterfell storyline with Arya and Sansa yeah. and Littlefinger. I think that's honestly the most hated storyline I've got, I've heard from other people. I think so because well because we know who like I, I think one of the things that's hard with this show now is that without without they don't have the the fallback of thus spoke George R R Martin right like they used to have in earlier seasons. If you didn't agree with something, that you could just go, well, it was different in the books, or you could right. say that's exactly how it is in the books, and you need to get over it. Like and now it's and now we're relying on David Benioff and Dan Weiss, who are good writers, and who let, let's not like cut these dudes short, even though we didn't love this right. season. It's I'll, I'll say it: five out of the seven episodes were good. Two yeah. of them are are are. This, the finale in episode four, the one with the dragon attack, are right. two of the best episodes of the show. Right, yeah. Um, but then, the, bat- the going beyond the wall was a terrible plan and a terrible idea. And, like, the, the whole, you know... The... So, this is, so, so this is something I've been thinking about, EJ, and see if you agree with me on this. Is that this isn't, wasn't actually a season, this was half of a season. Yeah, it kind of felt like that way. That will, and to be fair, it's understandable because if they were going to release this all at once as one season, we would have been waiting two years after last season to get more Game of Thrones. Like, and they're still like delaying these because they take longer to make yeah, now. Yeah. Like, like, and they also like these actors are fucking expensive now. Like, dude, yeah, they gotta be pulled in a couple mil. Uh. Peter Dinklage, Nikolai Coster Waldile, Leanna Hetty, Amelia Clark, and Kit Harrington each making two million dollars per <sighs> episode. It's more Th- than Friends. That's twice Friends money. That's <laughs> twice. That's price. Twice what? Two Feeney. Friends money. That's 
That's getting that's getting fucking Chandler money on top of getting Tony Soprano money. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how much money is HBO making off? But anyways, I no, 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 it's no, understandable. It's not to say, it's it's not to say that the, that the actors are overpaid. I'm not one of those people. Right, right. You get what you deserve, and they like yeah. you get what you have the power to negotiate for, and that's what they negotiated for. Right. So right. good on them for making sure they're getting paid. But at the same time, wh- what they're like. So this season, right? I, I think we went into the season thinking like we do with normal Game of Thrones seasons, that. You throw everything at the board in a Game of Thrones season, right? George R. R. Martin and, and De- Benioff and Weiss did not, like, hold back in pre- previous seasons. They didn't preserve a character because it would be narratively more... Co- like, it would help them narratively to have them around for a couple of more episodes. They killed them because that's when they were supposed to die. Right, yeah. Um, you know, it's... But what, what I, I think their problem is... And is that the Night King, for all that it is a very cool special effect, he is, you know, uh, he's, he's a good villain, like, on, on a certain level. I, I take him seriously, and I, I worry for the safety of my characters with him coming, right? Like He's a scary looking guy. Sure. Right, right. He, he kills the dragon, a, man. Hasn't said a single word. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's not a character. He's an existential threat. Right. Yeah. He yeah. is. He is something threatening characters that I love, so I don't want him to win. He's, but he's not a. He's not nuanced in any way. He's the cold in the Day After Tomorrow, the right. Dennis Quaid movie. Kind of. He's. He's. He's the Dementors in Harry Potter. Like, no. Yeah. He's scary and he's a he's, villain. He's scary. You know and he's, he's a villain, villain and the White Walk and that's how they are. But like again, and this is this is the problem that the show has run into. Is that uh, it's it's they've 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 just kind of are losing like 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 so they so they keep Cersei alive right because they need a human villain they need they need a bad yeah. guy that we're actually investing keep things in interested sure right. and and I get that so. Maybe you should have wrapped up the war against the White Walkers this season and had and had our season versus Cersei next um, season. Like what, what I'm saying is that this delaying of what of gratification isn't. It's not fan like, like I I don't like really care about like the fan service stuff that people are complaining about like Tormund and Brian or like because some of the fan service stuff is stuff that was going to happen anyway. Because yeah, here here's the thing also, and and this is. What I, I I think a larger point about about George R. R. Martin's work that that is hard I think for people who aren't fans of fantasy as a genre it's it's the genre I've read I, the most in I think people forget this is a fantasy show sometimes exactly and that fantasy stories end with chosen ones and kings and queens and good people and yeah. good triumphing over evil but that. Right. But, like, again, that's not what Game of Thrones has been, and that's not the way that George R. R. Martin would tell it, straightforwardly. The problem is that what Benioff and Weiss are working from is just an outline, right? That's all we know, is that yeah. they have a rough draft. Like, they basically, George R. R. Martin gave them bullet points on what happens to the major characters. Right, right. He didn't give them plot to plot A to plot B to plot C to plot D, like he's been doing, obviously, with the books for the first few seasons. Yeah. Um... So we're we're left with a more straightforward plot than we've ever had before, 
Yeah. Which is which is a symptom of not having George. I will yeah. say that. Like I, I think I, this a lot season of that, was a vindication of the author. It's also just gotta be you're you're reaching the end point. It's so now. fucking hard. You gotta you gotta tie this shit together. Right. And like it's let's time. just like let's also just admit, like, what Benioff and Weiss are doing is fucking hard. They are yeah. trying to pull together a a main cast of eighteen characters to a single narrative cohesive point. Right. And that mm-hmm. and and what where I, I think that means I, I think that we can feel felt it this season is that this show because it's trying to come to a single point, it's become the John and Daenerys show. Exactly, yeah. Which is like again, they were they were always going to be the 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 meta the, the large scale end game. Right. The story's about them. Right. They're he he is he is the noble hero and she is the beautiful queen, right? right like, right. they are, they, like, like, and together they are ice and fire. They are, like, they are the, the last of the Targaryens, right? Like, all this stuff, uh, you know, um, like, like, you know, like, like, John and Daenerys getting together has felt, felt like it's coming in, even in the books, even though they're not even close to meeting in the books, because these characters' journeys so parallel each other from the beginning. Um, yep. They are the most of our characters are dealing with the politics of the world, right? John and Daenerys aren't. They're not in. They're, neither of them are in the, the the main part of Westeros. They they know what their purpose is and right, they, what they're trying like, to accomplish. Well, and their purpose is both the same. They're there to save people, right? They're to pr- yeah. there to protect and save people. I've seen a lot of people critical of their romance. Do you think it feels natural to you? Uh, um, that's. Does it feel rushed? Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll buy that. Yes. Um, it's definitely rushed, but does it feel natural? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so, fine. Like, well, like let's just get into that. Like, like if it if it felt unnatural, like it does it feel rushed? Totally. These these people yeah. they meet in episode three and are in love by the end of episode seven. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't believe how fast. <laughs> but at the same time, like 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 okay, they're. Like one, like let's off the top, like they're both two incredibly good-looking people. So of course they'd be attracted. There's that, to each but other. just Danny like, is looking for. She's looking for a king. She's looking for a husband. Like honestly, Danny's character has been six. built as someone who cares about the people. Yeah. Wants to rule freely, give everyone free choice. You know, free the slaves, right? Right. John's all for that. No, they they are they are perfectly matched. Right. They are also like she is more she. They're both. They are both, they're like, uh, and this shows and when she goes beyond the wall to save John and Jorah and, and like, like, is that, is that she's a hero too. She's willing to lay her life on the line to save people. Like, and to like to die for the greater good. And we've already seen John do that. Like, um, I mean, they they are, they they are like the title of the series of the book series is A Song of Ice and Fire. Um... They are they are the song of ice and fire, like it sounds right. You think they're gonna throw a little wrench, a little, a little well, gotcha? I don't think they're gonna throw us a. Well, there's they're gonna have to deal with the fact that they're gonna find out that John that, that they're <laughs> that they're nephew and aunt. Yeah. Um. So they're yeah. There's first, gonna be a wrench. First relatives. Right. Well, like like and like like let me say this: if the show gets hung up on this and like makes this a big deal, then fuck this because that's not the world of the show. They're Targaryens. Targaryens. So, uh, just, like, a, a point that I, I thought of, I was like, like, well, okay, if, 
let's say like uh, Rhaegar wins Robert's Rebellion, right? And John grows up to you know, and things like are normal, and like the Targaryens right. are still in power. Yeah, yeah. John would have probably married Daenerys anyway. Because <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, because no, Targaryen, I believe you. I think Targaryens marry married their close to the closest yeah. living Targaryens female relatives. Do incest? Yeah. They do incest, and yeah. she would have been his closest living female yeah. relative. Is there people the who have? Age problems with it that way like yes yeah, they're, they're so shocked by this you can't be no, shocked. no you this. can't this is a show that like within the first episode has a brother and sister fucking um i saw a good tweet because it was like season one like ew incest season seven like, yeah, yeah incest. <laughs> well like like dude like were, were you like like the like that scene when like, like it's like been revealed that they're that they're and did you like like and a nephew did you at all even like pause like when he was like knock on the door go this is wrong john you're like yeah john do it like this is <laughs> this is like 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 so the lesson here if your aunt is hot just go for it uh, no, no. In a fictional story where these are characters in a world where this is normal and where yeah. and where this serves the great for the greater good and for the greater purpose of the story, do it. This is can't wait to uh, for Kit Harrington's face acting when he finds out that. Oh, it's <laughs> gonna it's gonna be priceless. He, he has he has one of the best surprise faces. Yeah, yeah, he um, does. Uh, he's gonna oh he's gonna brood so hard. Like, we're probably going to get, like, an episode that is dealing with, like, whether they get over it or not. Right. It's it's really, like, because in the end, the only solution to him being ahead of Daenerys in the line of order and her, and but him already have bent th- bending the knee to her, yeah. is to fucking get married. Right. That's where it's right. heading. And we're, get, we're getting we're getting a John Danny baby at the end of the series. Right. I gotta give my takes on yeah. uh, Sansa and Arya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people have issues with that storyline. It's a bad storyline. It's a bad storyline. I'm into them clashing, though. No, I'm, I'm in, into So, 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 okay, let me... Yeah. I'm not addressing you. There's a lot of people out there who think it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Well... It kind of makes sense. No, 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 no. The clash over, over what they're clashing about is dumb. Yes. Them having tension is honest. Right. Because they never... They were never close and they I, never understood yeah. each other. I just rewatched some of season one. They don't like each other. They don't like each other at all. No, no, no. And like... Like, and okay, like, like yes, after all these years and after all this traumas, they probably... Like, th- that first episode when they meet and they hug each other and are yeah. happy to see each other, that plays honest. Right. But the idea that like... That they would clash because they're wildly different people who have led wildly different experiences and have always been different people and clash. Yeah, that's honest. The The thing is, is that the storyline that they manufactured yeah. relies upon Arya and Sansa being incredibly stupid. Right. Which is not who either of these people are. Arya getting tricked by Littlefinger <laughs> by like... At, like if Littlefinger... Like, like... The problem was that Littlefinger had already run his course by the time that they, like... Yeah. He should have been killed in episode three of this season. I agree. Like, Arya should have killed him in episode five at the latest. Right? right? Like, yeah. after, like... Because, again, Sansa and Arya have more reasons to trust each other than they do... Than Sansa has reasons to trust Littlefinger. Arya might... Arya and Sansa may, might not have never gotten along, but they've never betrayed... Like... Sansa's the only one who's ever betrayed Ar- is has betrayed Arya before, but Arya's never betrayed Sansa. So, yeah, and also the, this this letter that, that that this whole thing hinges on, right? It's this all was done. A, Well, it's this done. would have been like like the thing is this letter would have been widely known. It was sent all like Cersei sent it to every lord in the North so that they could know, like so that they could have, and everyone would have been like, oh yeah, they forced a teenager to write a letter. <laughs> like 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 what's she gonna do? She's a prisoner. This is like like legitimate like, 
not that like so not. yeah you, it seems like you're agreeing with me i'm yeah. into them clashing i'm not into how they did, I it, did it pretty much uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like i liked how the little finger storyline wrapped up i didn't like how they got there right yeah, yeah. now and again some of this is just a problem because there's less episodes there's yeah. always been bad plot lines in game of thrones do you, let us not forget the the whole raping sansa storyline in season five that's that's still way worse like yeah that was bad like game tons is up and downs but right and, and i think that the problem is, is that we're heading towards an ending that we have that there are no there are no safety nets anymore there is no george r, r. martin yeah like yeah. i mean unless he comes out with two books in like the next six months which would be the funniest shit in the world to me um that would be publishing more than he's ever published in his life um were you into uh how the wall came down no not into it I mean, it was dope looking, and like I thought, like I figured out that that's how they were gonna do right. it after they killed the dragon. Yeah, like there's no other way. But like, come on, man, that's not like like cool. Cause in the books, there's a fucking horn that's gonna take it down. Right. Like, I've like, talks about the horn thing. Well, yeah, in the book, in the books, in the books, there are two horns: one that can capture dragons, and one that can bring down the wall. And they Martin's been setting them up for years, and they're very and it would it, a the Night King or Euron Greyjoy capturing a dragon with a horn is a way more feasible thing than Daenerys. Then Jon goes on the suicide mission to grab a white, which requires Daenerys and her dragons to come rescue him. Like, yeah. that's dumb. Like, they, they, they had they had two bad storylines. They true. just had two. It's true. It's true. Like, I mean, then there's also some other characters acting out of character, like Tyrion Lannister only making dumb plans. Yeah, Tyrion was such a side character, I, mean, I really miss him being in the forefront, but hey, maybe this last season. Again, well, and so, so that's the problem with things being rushed, is that, yes, Game of Thrones is is a, is a story, it's John and Danny are at the center of it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's they they are like it's what Melisandre says. They're they're the two parts of the prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. They're 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 in it together. Um but what's always made this story richer than that is that it's about Tyrion. It's about Arya. It's about Sansa, yeah. it's about Bran, it's about it's about Jamie. It's about these people who who like history books will not remember Arya Stark, right? <laughs> Like, 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 in, like, the, the story of the world, Arya's no, not yeah, gonna yeah. be remembered. Because what did, what has she done besides, like, her name's gonna be a footnote. She's gonna be the sister of John. She's gonna be, like, well, not even that. She's gonna be, <laughs> she's just gonna be a Stark who lived and died. Right? No, yeah. Whether, whether, because she hasn't, you know, she's not the fucking king in the north. She didn't, she didn't kill a white walker. She didn't fucking bring dragons back to life. Right? Tyrion Lannister's not gonna be known. He's gonna, he's... He's gonna be a footnote again. He's gonna be an advisor, but like he saved a city. He, like Tyrion of the Blackwater. Right, right. This is this is a guy who 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 has laid his life on the line to save cities, to, you know, to hold up Daenerys' interests when she's gone. To who has overcome family. You know, it's George. There, there's a line in the books and in the show uh, that Tyrion says to Rob Stark in believe it's episode four i think it's even the title of the episode um and the line it, it's when he builds bran a special saddle for bran to be able to yeah, ride a horse i remember right rob says to him why would you do that and Tyrion's response is i've always had a soft spot for cripples bastards and broken things that's that's what the story is about and even even john and has been into the 
to the bastards, and she's she's. I mean, she's been through a lot of fucking trauma, like broken right. things, broken like, things, right? Right, like, and so it's always, and as this this story is getting truncated, so that it can find an ending. That 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 feeling that we're watching people struggle against their natures and against the world and all that kind of stuff is it's a little gone, and but I, I do so like I don't want to end this on like a pessimistic note. Because I still, this is still my favorite story of all time. I, I was so fucking happy to learn, to finally get official confirmation that Rhaegar Targaryen did not rape Lyanna Stark, that he married her and that he loved her, yeah. and that that John isn't like a product of something terrible. Like that, that made me like that. That moved me almost to tears. Like, and then I was, then like I was happy to see like John and Daenerys like fine like. Like, it's nice that, like, to have these characters who you care about. And, like, let's also mention this. They can still stick the ending. They can still stick yeah. it. We'll see what happens. They haven't... They, they're not... Literally, they wrap up all the dumb plot lines. The dumb plots are done. I'm hoping the dumb plots are behind them now. Well, like, like it just really felt like they're working towards... An, from an end point instead of working towards that end point, right? Right, like, right. Like, they have, like, they, like, I mean, after in the after the episode stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, we knew the season ended with the wall coming right, down. And right. It's like, oh, yeah, this really feels like you worked backwards from that <laughs> moment. Like, 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 you had, like, two, like, you had, like, three things. You're like, this season, season seven ends with John and Danny getting together, with us finding out who John's parents are, and the wall coming down. Which... Let's be honest, that feels more like what would happen in half, like, in half a season of Game of Thrones than a full season, like, to a degree, like, yeah. th then, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, gotta... it, it, it makes you miss something that, that used to be annoying about, about previous Game of Thrones episodes, that there was always a couple episodes that felt like filler. Yeah, and that was, this was supposed to... This is the show without filler. But now we're, now we're saying, like, oh, it's, it's not as Well, it's not as fun. It's, it's... It's not as like like those those payoffs aren't as gratifying, right. which this is this is one of the hardest things to do. They're doing what J.K. Rowling had a hard time doing. They're doing yeah. what Breaking, ba Breaking Bad had a terrible first half. Like remember that that half season uh, that precedes the final like the final like six episodes that are amazing. Yeah, it wasn't awful. Though. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't that good. Like wasn't it wasn't that as good as Top Rank. It felt like this, right? No, like, yeah. it, this is. I think this is the yeah. accurate comparison. Yeah. I'm never going to expect it to be perfect. No. Before we wrap up, i got to give a shout-out, though. Shout-out to the Hound for just owning every scene yep. he's in. Love yep. every line of dialogue he's had. I'm super into all the reunions we had this year, especially in the finale. Oh, those were great. That Getting scene Pod is shot Braun. excellently. Getting Podrick and Braun and Tyrion interacting again. A great, yeah. a great trio that we missed. But Cersei and Tyrion yeah, talking again. The scene in the dragon pit was awesome. The way it's shot, where everyone is staring at the person they should be staring at. You know what I mean? It where, was great. It yeah. was great. Like we get we get Cersei and yeah. Daenerys making fucking <laughs> evil eyes at each other, like giving each other like the side eye of all side eyes throughout the whole thing, which was great. Um, oh, uh, real quick, real quick, I'm gonna get my because uh, I predicted everything that happened in this season would happen. <laughs> Give me your quick predictions. Quick predictions. Okay. Um, whoo, here we go. Uh, John, John is going to, John is going to fight the Night King and die fighting the Night King. Earning the death that he is so dear, kind of wants on a certain level. Daenerys is going to get pregnant and there will be a John Daenerys baby. Sad that John doesn't get to see it, right? Um, two, there is going to be Clegane Bowl, but it's going to be different than we thought. Uh, Jamie Lannister is going to ride north 
tell everyone, hey, Cersei's up to shit down in King's Landing. Uh, and they're going to be like, oh God, how do we handle this? Um, it's going to, Arya is going to be like, like, I'll handle it. I can, I'll kill her. I want to kill her. And I know I can. Right. And so, and then the Hound's going to be like, they're going to be like, yeah, you can't do it alone. The Hound will be like, 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 they're going to be like, what about the mountain? And the Hound's going to be like, like, he's fucking mine. Right. <laughs> he said it in this last episode. He's going to kill him. Yeah. Um, so both of them are going to go. And I, I think both Arya and the Hound die while killing the mountain and Cersei. Right. Um, okay. which would be, and then finally, um, two more, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Theon Greyjoy is going to prevent Euron Greyjoy from getting, I don't give him. a shit about Theon. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Theon, yeah. the, Theon's point is that he's going to thwart Euron from bringing the end the storyline as soon as Well, possible. he's going to thwart, like, Cersei can't get a whole nother army because then that ruins everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but Theon has to save it. His sister's probably with Euron, right? So he's gonna save. He's gonna save his sister and and ruin and stop Euron, right? Yeah. And maybe Theon dies during that too. But I don't know about that. Um, and finally, um, Sam is going to write a book entitled "A Song of Ice and Fire" because that's like, how fucking Lord of the Rings ends. Like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah, because Tolkien is a fat nerd, and as a fat nerd myself, I know these things. Here's here's EJ's copyrighted theory: the White Walkers. Go straight for King's Landing. Circumvent everything else. Straight. Night King flies straight down there on the dragon and fucking roasts. Yeah. And, and everyone, then they're like, oh shit. We, we got the army of the dead coming from the, coming from the south yeah. up to. How sick would that scene be? It would be amazing. It I don't know if that's going to happen. It might be hard. I don't either. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it would seem to eliminate the work that they've done to keep Cersei right. alive. They worked real hard to keep her alive. Last year we gave season six of Game of Thrones, I think A each. What do you give season seven? This is hard. This is this is you give your grade first. I can't. I'm going B minus. And honestly, it's probably B, but I'm always too optimistic about stuff. It's so. an A. You're going A, I, Mike. I, you told me at the end of the season you were not into it, and now it's an A. I, in the in the end in the end. Two stories matter more than any stories in the world to me. That is A Song of Ice and Fire and Dune. And though, like, any other so series... As like, long as they're not sinking the ship completely, you're still It, it doesn't... It doesn't... Like, I, I deeply, deeply... Like, uh, just like to put this, like, in... Like, Jon Snow is my favorite fictional character of all time. I started reading... The, like, Jon Snow was 14 when, in the first you book. You mean Aegon. I don't care. He's Jon Snow. He's, he'll be... He, He's, he'll be Drunsner to me for the, his entire life. He'll be Drunsner who knows nothing. Uh, John um, Sand just does not have a good ring to it. No, no. Or Aegon Sand, no. <laughs> um, I mean, like, actually, I, I doubt that his name's Aegon in the books. I bet it's Jaehaerys. No, book. yeah, I don't think so. Uh, well, because Rhaegar already has a son named Aegon in the books who they've skipped over in the show. Yeah. Um, and Jaehaerys is actually the greatest Targaryen right. king. So that would make more sense. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. So A from Mike. All right. I, I love this story and I will always love it. And it, last thing, Benioff and Weiss, don't fuck this up. Like you have, like, like you, you, they have a responsibility. They have a responsibility. Hopefully, uh, Martin's helping a little bit too. He's not, but <laughs> he gave right. them, he gave them an outline and that's what they have. Well, those are those takes. Yeah. From the people of this podcast on Game yeah. of Thrones season seven. Yeah, that was, we went a little long there. I liked it. I liked people it. People like Game of Thrones. 
I, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know you know if you know this, CJ. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna repeat myself for the first time. Start from the beginning. <laughs> I picked up the book. Okay, off Michelle. Okay. <laughs> it was um, silver. <laughs> check out some Paul movies. Hopefully, have uh, another yeah, episode out yeah. soon. Rewatch rewatch Game of Thrones from the beginning, people. It pays it's off. Tough. It's very good. Yeah. All right. Peace. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, we're out of here.